how are you? I'm really good, Rob. How are you? Good, good. What's the crack like with you? That's, that's a nice mask you got there. Yes, this mask has come all the way from uh, China, would you believe? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> These were the first masks uh, we got um, because we didn't anticipate that the world would stop and that uh, we might need something that might be a tad more um, sticky to the face. Realistically, this is for me to help you not get it. But we know that now, don't we? Yes. Thank you very much for doing that. You're, you're very welcome. I feel And there's hand sanitizers on the walls here for you, because I know you know your hands are generally dirty. They're always dirty, and not only that, I With did children. I did oh I've hit upon a problem. What's that? So early on in our career. I can't drink my I did, did see, you get coffee? I did see someone who had a little latch in theirs and they pulled a string and it opened and Chris, what's more important? Your health or yeah. your coffee? My coffee, Rob. I'm going to have yeah, to take it off. I can't for the life of me. Woo! Do without that. Thank you. God rest the nurses and doctors. That is a tight, warm ship to be in, isn't oh, it? My gosh. Mm. Uh, so we're here today. Yeah. And um, <laughs> you sounded like a minister or a priest. We're here today, parishioners. We're here today Rob, to bring we, together we could. our top five photographers. Do you know what? You and I both know where we're sitting in these ratings, and we're, I don't want to brag, but we're pretty high up the world ratings at the minute. Of course, that could change at any second. But what I'm thinking is, rather than doing podcasts, we should do church, we should do a cult. The Church of Rob and Chris. Just think of that, Rob. Followers. The Church of Agitate. Money. Nice cars. Nice cars. Maybe. Yeah, I, I will not rule it out. If I'm slouching, Rob, at any point, do let me know, because whenever I'm at home doing this, um, I have my camera set up in a very particular way that it's not, a, it's not below my chest, so mm-hmm. I can let myself go. Look, you're, you're, you're concentrating, Rob. Well, I'm just grabbing my top five. Today, we're here to do our top five photographers. I couldn't. And in a couple of weeks, we're, we're going to have to prove why they're our top five photographers to each other. Oh. Serious critique. Okay, no problem. No problem whatsoever. Mines aren't your typical top five, I would say. I could imagine. I can yes. imagine. And the, the, the top five was a top 20. And then I literally printed out pictures of people's faces, put them on cans, uh-huh. and got my son to throw a ball at them until there were five left. So that's where we are. I let I let it was very scientific. I let fate and gravity take control of my of my my constructive life. Now look at us, Rob on our phones. Yeah, well I'm gonna pull up my top five here. Are they on your phone? Um well they didn't come through to my laptop for some reason. So. Oh <laughs> I love it when a technical glitch hits the D-man because it's usually, it's usually my place, but not at all. Today is Rob's day. My day. For messing up. And of course, the good thing is, Rob, we haven't been drinking, which is nice. So the dynamic might be slightly different. As far as you know. As far as we know. I did, I did, I had two cheap tins of cider that I had in my hands, and I thought, there's 6%, it probably would be too much to do that and drive, mm-hmm. I would imagine. Yeah. So I put them back in again. Good for you. So I'll start with my first. Okay. My first, I, I think he's the best street photographer. I think and I'm going to say. I don't even like to use that word street photographer, more of just a straight life photographer. Oh, uh-huh. Classic black and white. Okay. Probably, I mean, outside of Ouija. Are you going to give me a clue as to the age, the date, the era? Are we, modern, uh, are we talking? I think he passed away in the 70s. Oh, he's dead. I know who you're going to say. Who do you think? I think you're going to say Martin Parr. Is he still alive? He's still alive. He's still alive. I've made a chronic faux pas there for my career. <laughs> and our, our podcasting history. No, I, I would say... I mean, outside of Bruce and Ouija, I think Gary Winogrand... Of course, it's gone. ...is 
the epitome of that sort of lifey street. I have to say, you could never go wrong. You could open it up and throw a stone at it, and you would hit a good image for sure. And his his attitude is different than than good old dear old Bruce's, as we know. It's not as uh, oh, it's, it's not as aggressive. <laughs> not as, smash and grab, we would say. No. Smash and grab. You know, I, I show people I show people a thing called Genius or Asshole online about Bruce, um, and it's him. It's like a, a five minute, seven minute thing. Him walking through the streets of New York, being interviewed. It's brilliant. And it, it, Everybody, oh, I think I've seen that. One. Everybody who watches it is just their jaw, the jaw is open. Yeah. Anyway, but I think, yeah, I hear what you're saying. It's a nice, it's a good first pick. <sighs> well, who's your first pick? Well, now, the thing is, Rob, what do I do? Is it like we're playing trumps? Is it, you know, trump cards where, you know, you've got a V8 and I want to hit you a V12? Or am I, am I content just to throw out no, I Austin think the, I think They're all strong on their own merits. Yeah. And I don't think they can be compared. I've went for a slightly, a slightly different approach to mine, as in they are well known. Um, but I've went in a kind of a how have they affected my practice type way. So my first, who do I go for for my five of that? I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for Richard Billingham. Richard Billingham. You did raise a laugh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah? No. The reason for that is, as you well know, that the photo book, Raise a Laugh, the work, Raise a Laugh, is just, for me, is one of the finest pieces of work to be made. I've been learning stuff about it in the last last four months. I wrote him an email. Well, as you know, I wrote him an email because I, I thought it was a good time to chat to people if they're locked in. Um, and I found out some stuff with the work that changed it slightly. And I, f- I just find it so, so interesting that he was a painter. He fell into photography in a sense. Um, the snapshot aesthetic that he talks about or that he uses, but yet, you know, he said he doesn't want to get stuck in an aesthetic. Um, and it kind of f- fluctuates from his landscapes to raise a laugh to zoo. Um, and Zoo is a kind of, feels more snapshotty again, it's medium format. But the work, every time I look at it, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. And with regards to, I was listening to a thing in PhotoWorks, um, an interview from 2007, um, and it was about how he made the work and how the work was, I didn't realize this, half the work was kind of, I wouldn't say amateurish is probably the wrong word, but this, there's, two ways the book was put together, stuff that's been more thoughtful and stuff that was kind of just taken on a, on, 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 with that snapshot aesthetic really in play. Um, every time I look at it, I feel inspired. So that's kind of where I'm coming from. I'm coming from stuff that's inspired me, I look at it and I'm like, okay, I feel like I could make work around that. So Richard Billingham, that'll be a shock to people. Of course, there'll be people throwing tomatoes at the screen. I'd imagine someone at some of my ones. But anyway, Rob, what's next? Um, another black and white artist, well, known for his black and white. Um, I think he's probably the first to really expose the whole um, blood diamond okay. and that whole black market mining in Africa mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Yeah. Just incredible images, just gritty, contrasty. Ethical. Yeah, yeah. And who it is. And who it is. So got it. Yes, absolutely. I mean, what can you say? I mean, for a contemporary <laughs> photographer, his work is always meaningful. Yeah. Like, it really, really feels meaningful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he doesn't do any of that anymore, of course. He now only photographs um, wildlife. He doesn't photograph any humans. Was that real? Yeah, yeah. He has a, he has a rainforest that he's taken over hmm. and runs. And he, right, yeah. for some reason, wife. yeah, he decided that the that those those images and the, that that work, um, I think it was something to do with the again the aesthetic of them that they were so beautiful and so powerful that they didn't. Some people thought they didn't marry up with the you know whenever you look at whenever you look at those images, you're blown away by all the you know it's by the flatness of it. I suppose by the surface of it, you're like. And I think, and I haven't, well, I haven't read, read into this a lot, which we'll, we'll do in the next few weeks, I think that that didn't sit well with him. 
I think that he kind of that end of humanity wasn't it wasn't uh, wasn't working. So he left and went and only does from I can gather this has changed now in the last while. Only does animals. Hmm. What do you think of that? Or, 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 or landscapes and animals? Yeah. I don't think he does a thing anymore. I think. Imagine I was wrong. Imagine I was just speaking with confidence about absolute nonsense, <laughs> which we could do. Who's your next one? Well, Rob. I'm glad you you totally filled in the blanks on my second one. <laughs> well, I didn't mean to. No, that's great. That's I, great. No, but I just I just. Who's I'm, your second one? Maybe I can fill in the blanks. Right. Well, all I'm doing is think. I like the only reason why I knew it is because I was reading the thing about ethics and it, it came up and I just thought that's actually interesting because I I would never have I you you'd imagine that it just went slightly quieter because of age and everything else. Okay, I'm going to go for Bertine van Manen. Oh, Dutch photographer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, why am I going for Bertine? Um, I'm just reading this. Born in 1942. There you go. Um, her work, uh, Moonshine, deals with the, the hillbillies in, uh, in America. You know, she goes over, she embeds herself. This is way before people were doing this sort of stuff. You know, a single lady going over embedding herself in, in, a, in, a, in a family, in a community, and make them work that is that takes it beyond the cliche, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, so whenever I was, whenever I was early on, whenever I was looking at the, the, doing the traveler's work, Bertine was kind of kept flagging because, you know, the work she was making in Russia and China and, and, and America, and it just was like, it was a really good approach. She didn't, the, the photographs weren't, you know, the dirty face kids, there are, well, there are dirty face kids, but it's not, it's not that, cliched work. Another thing is that she is, she was the person who really, uh, re- not reinvented, rejuvenated, is that the word? What it says here, renovates, but that's not the right word, somebody's put that in wrong, um, documentary photography. So she was kind of the, the for me, she's the grand dame of photography. And I spent time in her company mm. a couple of years ago through Belfast Exposed. Um, and it was two, <laughs> two day education. You know, it was, it was like a mini masters, you know, everything from pricing to approach, you know, and the work she was making then was just on a point and shoot, um, Pentax, I think it was, you know, we were driving, we'd stop, like she'd stop the car, get out, take a photograph, but get back in. And that, that freeness, you know, that, that she, you know, she'd worked for folk and stuff. She knows that. She'd worked for, you know, she's done, worked, worked all the big jobs. You know, Uh she's really, really renowned. But was very comfortable. I'm not sure seventy, whatever age she was. You know, picking up a point and shit and going and making work. And also, um, we we swam together in the Irish Sea. So if I, I had to, I had to pick her. But she was awesome. She toured the force. Her work, if you look at it, is it, it. If you look at it now, if you didn't know who took it, and it was in a gallery wall, it would look fresh. Or in a book, it just looks fresh. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. There's nothing dated about the whole thing. So Bertine Van Mana. Number two. <clears throat> this is a really difficult list to do. Five photographers. Jeez, I, I honestly, honestly, I think it's. I just changed one when we sat down. Yeah, I mean, I'm now at the point where I've got seven in front of me, <laughs> eight in front of me that I just can't. I just can't pick between them. Yeah. But again, I think it's another black and white artist. This time, fashion. Okay. And he does black and white fashion, black and white portraiture. Mm-hmm. He's Italian. And the stuff, it's all butter. Okay. It's all butter. Okay. It just melts. It's just so gorgeous. His large format work. Alive? Polaroid work. Alive or dead? Yeah, he's still alive. That's alive. Who? Paolo. Okay. Paolo Reverse. I can't tell you nothing about him. No? No. Beautiful, beautiful work. Just, I mean, he... You might be able to compare him. He's the Italian Albert Watson. Okay. But he's even more out there, like just a little softer focus, a little more blur, okay. a little more grain, a little more free-flowing. And free still form. making work. Pardon me? And still making work. And still doing work. Christ. At yeah. what? 70? 70? 60? 70? Oh, yeah. I'd say he's, he's, he's got to be close to 70 now. Okay. But just beautiful. Like daylight. That's his daylight work in... Polaroid. Oh. Beautiful. Oh. Just amazing. Just amazing stuff. This is a free Type 55, you know, like. 
This is an education for people. This is free education for people, Rob. I don't care what anybody says. Hey, this is just people that... I'm not saying the, the, these are the top five. No, these are my but top who, five. Who could say... Who could, who could say... Who are the top five photographers? It's so subjective. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I went on, I went on to the world's... You could pick five architectural photographers. Of course. Yeah, you I, could pick five fashion photographers and, and just forget about everybody else. Do you remember, you remember, I was thinking about doing people who had made images. I went on to the, the, I can't remember what site it is last night. I came across it. I'd never seen it before. And it's basically the hundred most important photographs taken. Yeah. And you would weep. Like, every, like just, you know, you would weep looking at the stuff. It's the falling man and the, you know, the little girl covered in napalm. You know, every one of them is a kind of a, no, it's one of Jackie Onassis. Iconic. They're all iconic photographs, you know, Neil, Neil, Neil Armstrong on the moon, you know, all that sort of stuff. But the photographers, you don't necessarily, you've never, you know, I, like the falling man, I don't know who had taken that. You know, I mean, that, that iconic image of the guy plummeting down. Oh, off the Empire State Building, off, or off the, the yeah. twin, twin Towers. Yeah, so like, there's all the, 90% of the photographs, I couldn't have told, told you who the photographer was. So I kind of got lost last night for about two hours, going in and looking at these guys. And I was like, maybe I might just do this, these icons. And then I was like, it's not for me. The, the, the images, and it, I was thinking, are some of these guys, um, uh, you don't want to say one hit wonders, so that, that would be unfair to the, to the career, but obviously they've, they've made an image and it's went worldwide. Viral, and it's, yeah. yeah. And it's now in that cage of 100, 100 things. Now, for me, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you pick? You know, I can only pick, I picked with my heart, and that was kind of, you know, things that influenced me. And it's my turn. You're on number three. Okay, who did I go with? Um, Sorry go, for that tangent. No, no, tangents are good, Rob. I think that we do. if we do nothing else, we do it. You know what we should have done? We should have brought, printed out big um, big uh, pictures of our, of our houses so we could have them behind us so people wouldn't quite know what was going on. Green screening? And a big reveal at the end. Big reveal where we tear it all down. Okay, I'm going to go with uh, um, John DeVola. Okay. Um, and essentially for Chroma, you know, the book is just, I can't get over it. I just can't get over it. I can't get past it. I've talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Um, the way he, again, back to the, the conversation with, with Brad, I didn't know. I don't know John. I know his work. I've never heard him speaking before. Um, you know, the way the work is presented, the way he talks about his work, you know, it's not just about the image for sure. And there's loads of stuff going on in the in the background. But whenever you look at the images, they're so they're so adventurous. They're so full of um, so, fun. Isn't the right word? Experimentation, I suppose, is the right word. You know, whereas there are these. You know, it's kind of like a trip. It feels like a trip when you're looking at it. Now, do you think he and <coughs> Who, uh, Todd Hedo? Yeah, very reminiscent of sort of that field. Do you think oh, he inspired yeah. Todd? Yeah, I think. I think honestly, I think John Devola has inspired so many. Like, I, I now keep finding pockets of stuff that I'm now. It's all fitting into place. You know, there's a, an artist in, in Ireland called Jill Quigley, who's an, an incredible. She did a master's girl. She's an incredible artist. She did interventions in cottages up in Donegal. You know, and this for me, there's a. You know, it feels like there's a small thread of of uh, of, of John Devola through that work. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Now, whether that's the case or not, I was talking to Delia about it last night. I don't know whether that's the case, but do you know in your head the way you make? You know, I always say to people, if you're making work, isn't it nice that you take you know you take Devola and and Bertine and fuse the two of them together and go out and try and do something? You know, sometimes that to, to try and do something that's slightly new or slightly uh, more adventurous or outside your comfort zone. So whenever I'm seeing people now that, that, that I see work and literally just, you know, there's people that you look at and you, you know, okay, that's a direct link to that work. You know, it's, it's a kind of, it's not homage to it, but I think Alex Soth is very good at that. But yeah, I think for me, his work is sublime. The website I've talked about before, it's so incredibly 70s, 80s. It's, you can go and download low-res images. And it's not for any cool reason. It's because when, at the time whenever it was made, some people needed to download low-res images. It's just the way it was. But I think that actually, whenever you look at it now with a different eye, it's just beautiful. It's just it's clever. 
You know, I mean, you can really play with the whole thing. So John Devola, I'm scared. Look at me, I'm scared. Of touching me. Press your mic. My fourth pick. Fourth. Okay, my fourth pick. I've actually <laughs> changed in your mind a bit. I, I had never heard of him yeah. up until about ten years ago, yeah. and he was brought to my attention after I did a bunch of series of images down in the Salton Sea and across the desert, Mojave Desert. Lovely photographs. Right? And uh, the Plain Graveyard, is that the ones now? And that was Arizona. And, okay. and then I also did a series in Vegas, in Nevada. Yeah. So somebody had mentioned that my Salton Sea stuff was very reminiscent of this person's coverage mm-hmm. of Salton Sea. And his name is Richard Mizrach. Mizrach? Mizrach? I love, don't. I pick names also that I could pronounce. That was a big part of Ms. my picking. Mizrach. <laughs> so anyways, he's, he's well represented. Yeah. Like he's, he's American. Got, yeah, lots of gallery work, like yeah. lots of stuff. And if you look through his stuff, it is, it's, it's very much like that. It's color work, um, a lot of dilapidated, um, and then there's a lot of just empty void spaces, like big dunes, gold, not even golden, but just beige dunes, sand okay. dunes with a, with a soft blue sky without going all Pete Turner. Yeah, 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 just a really yeah. soft, subtle tones and stuff. Thanks. So I was going to say, is it a visual, it's a visual link to your stuff or is it, it's, um, it's what you shoot? It's the subject matter? So it's more that kind of... Yeah, yeah. the subject matter. Definitely not the... The, the look. The look. My, I mean, my look. When I was going through that phase in my life, <laughs> I mean, that look was so photoshopped yeah, yeah. and so over the top. Yeah, but, but Rob, these are nice things to talk about because I think, you know, whenever we talk about phases, you know, I know that I, I hit phases pretty regularly. You know, it's like I do something and I look back on it. And this is why I love Instagram because you can do it at a flick. You, know, you can go back a year, and, or even Facebook, you know, a memory comes up and you're like, did I like that? Do I like it? I do like it, but I'm not there anymore. I'm somewhere else. But well, one thing, I've, with, that, with all those, the entire desert series that I did, yeah. I've never looked at them in black and white. No. They've always been color yeah. for me for the past 20 years. Yeah. No, I don't know how legitimate this is as something that you do, yeah. but I'm with being in lockdown and everything. I yeah. think I'm going to go in there and I'm going to convert some Re- to black and white no. just to see what they look like. I think it's a great idea. I think it's kind of like rear revisit window. them and reprocess them. And good. You think in a, you know think a rear window. You know the Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. You know your legs up on a plaster. You have a pair of pair of binoculars. And you're looking through your own work, and you do see it from you know you can turn the binoculars around the other way and look at it you know in a completely different way. Like I have been going in and repurposing work. You know I've yeah. worked with, I've worked with I made for a series to do with the, the Brexit and the border, and I'm I'm plunking that into something else now. And I think that's okay. I think as long as I don't think you have to take. I think the purpose and the 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 look of something can definitely fit across. You know it's not like I would. You know if you buy a suit. I'm really bad at metaphor. Is this a metaphor? If you buy a suit, you just don't have to wear it to a wedding. You could wear it to a funeral as well. Do you know what I mean? You know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I love, I love nothing more than finding work and cropping into it or, or changing it. And I think that, like, God knows, it might actually work better in black. Do you know what I mean? It might work better in black and white. It's my, it's my fourth, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go with... Um, Joe Spence, okay. Now, I talk about Joe, I've been talking about Joe Spence's work a lot whenever I do teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, the phototherapy side of Joe's work is, for me, is incredibly important for people to look at, to go and look at her work. Um, that's not even looking at the, how she uh, moved feminist photography in the 80s. You know, it's. The, the work is so... Oh, she did what, sorry? Moved, moved feminist photography feminist forward. Feminist photography. Yeah. No, I don't want to be... I don't want that to sound artsy. Um, but um, remodeling photo history, uh, 1981, 1982. Now, for those of you who don't know um, about Joe's, Joe's work, Joe 
got cancer and died, and she kind of reclaimed her her body back from the uh, from the from from the gaze of the doctors um, with regard by using the camera. Now, if you go on and look at the work, if you imagine work made, so 1934 to 1992, Christ, can you see that? It kind of isn't very long. Um, she was a commercial photographer, kind of worked her way through, um, and then started making this super important uh, work. And I wouldn't even say in the world of British photography. You know, it's, it's way, way beyond that. So I think that Gwen, we'll talk about it more in depth, and we'll have a bit of time to, to actually talk about um, Joe's work at length. But I think if you go in and have in your head, you know, something that you think it might look like, you'll be you'd be really, 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 really pleased with the work you, you, you look at. It's just, it's really, it's really contemporary. Mm -hmm. It's really contemporary, but also there's a real strength to the work. It makes you sit down and think, and it makes you sit down and read, which is, I think, if you, know, if you look at work, it speaks for itself, and then you're kind of pushed to go and to maybe look at what was going on at the time, um, politically, um, and with society and then you know because we live in 2020 we live in a, a totally different place now you know so our heads in a slightly different space take yourself back to that you know and, and look at the work and where she was working from it's incredible and it's important work as well mm -hmm. in fact of all of the all of the ones that i've chosen um richard and uh and joe's work probably are the most striking with regards to importance to me anyway there you go. That was me, number four, Rob. You're struggling to pick number five. You've changed number five about ten times, I would imagine. So this, uh, I'm going to read out my Do honourable mentions. Oh, oh, don't, because I have honourable mentions as well. I oh, you like, can read them out. You I, can read yours I, out. I dropped them at five. Well, I dropped more than that, but... My honourable mentions as well include Helmut Newton. Of course. Yeah. Beautiful black and white uh, fashion, uh, uh, big ladies. Uh. Um, I have a book of his Polaroids. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, stunning. Absolutely stunning. Ed Bertinsky. Lovely. Do you know Ed? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're good. We're very similar, Rob, in a sense. Um, from Toronto. Eight by ten. You told, me about, you told me about Ed about six months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Navad Kandar. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to speak too much because I, I did go to one of his opening shows at one point. Um, but I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Platon. Okay. Great footballer. Great footballer. Is he? <laughs> <laughs> Played for France. Chris Buck. Oh, very close to me there, Rob. I like when you start getting close to my name. That's Chris nice. Buck. Yeah. Uh, Floria Sigismondi. Yeah. Who we've gone over. That's easy for you to. That's easy for you to say. Yeah. Greg Recruitson. Of course. One of my favorites. Yeah. Absolutely one of my favorites. But I think my number five oh. included in that top five. Yeah. And not necessarily, like you say, in order. Yeah. Dan Winters. I think, I think Dan's images are timeless. Yeah. I think he is a photographer in the truest sense of a photographer. Yeah. I think he covers, I mean, he started off in press, yeah. worked press and newspaper, yeah. built, built up from there, went into commercial, went into advertising. Yeah. Does, I mean, he can. He's an artist. He can. He can draw. He does he those draw. crazy dioramas yeah. as well. Those photo photo illustrations and stuff. Uh, his portraits are gorgeous. A master of light. Yeah. My my number five is is definitely Dan Winters. Well, I have to say it's well chosen. To be honest with you, I'd, I suppose you could have went. You could have went with any of those guys, but I think whenever you put it, if you're going for sort of somebody who's an all round, like. And as work through, and you look at the work, and you're like, black and white color, yeah, yeah, and there's a real personal journey. work, yeah. paid yeah. work. Yeah. And you can think of it if you were, you know, if you were in any of those careers, and you're looking to skip across, 
and you're looking for inspiration, that's probably where you would go. Honourable mentions, Rob, I don't know. I, like there's, you know, Dorothy Lange, Cindy oh. Sherman. I mean, we were just talking about Cindy Sherman last night. Yeah, Cindy Sherman's work's incredible. She's 66. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. She's 66. She looks like she's 40. She looks like she's 40. She looks younger than you, not saying so. In fact, <laughs> hold on a second, if you don't mind. Um, yeah, there's, you know, Jack Henry Lartey. I mean, going back to, remember, always, yeah, going back to the masters, the original black and white photographers, masters of... And why Edward it, Weston and all those Yeah, well, Edward Weston was my first ever, first ever photographic exhibition in Ballymena, in Clotworthy House. Original work? Original work. Original work. Original year? work. When was this? Was this in the 90s? 25, yeah, it's a long time ago. And it was That's a guy amazing. called... amazing. A guy called Alistair McCook took me to it. And I'll never, I never, I'm always... Alistair, Alistair was the reason I bought a, my first camera. Um, and... Uh, I tell them this all the time, and we had a fallen out, a stupid fallen out for years, and now we're, uh, we're, we're speaking again, and he's just, Alistair's an amazing photographer, bike photographer, but he took me to see Edward Weston, and I bought a little book. Great. And that was the start of it. You were just, you were just mesmerized. So, you know, Weston was in there because it was my first ever Jacques Henry Lartigue, probably one of my favorite ever photographs ever taken. You know, it was Jacques Henry's uh, racing car going yeah, this with the way. Wheels. And, yeah, and the, the, and the, the, the thing. The rolling shutter. And I just think, and BB, you know, the, the girl in the, in the dock, she looks like she's on her phone, but she's not on her phone. You know, his work is just, is just exceptional. Um, and then, you know, you're in the, well, you know, you're in the artists that, you know, my peers, you know, you're in the, you're in the people like Matthew Thompson. I know, you know, people might think, oh, put Matthew alongside, you know, Jacques Henry Lartigue, but the thing is, it's about inspiration, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And b making solid work, you know, Ken O'Halloran, Noboa, Rich Gilly, any of those guys, you know, Jill Quigley, they're all making really contemporary work. So I really struggled with this because I was like, do I, do I completely ignore the masters, which I have done more or less? Maybe Bertine, well, Bertine falls into that category um, for me because of the extraordinary work she has done and she continues to do. But yeah, people like um, you know, Sally Mann. There's just there's just a ton of a ton of people that are just that are there. So my final one, number five, number five. Okay, is uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna click because so I can pronounce it's uh, I could get this wrong. I always say this wrong. Heidika Tunamura. Okay, born 1979 in Kobe, in Japan, and she is, is she famous? I suppose. Is she the one that photographed her mother? Yeah, yeah, and just, if you go on, she's doing a thing now um, in, on Instagram, and it's, uh, she's photographing, it's called Shining Woman Project, and she's photographing women uh, with cancer. That's really tight. It's, it's it's definitely a move for me. It's a move away from the work that she she's been making because um, it's r like really tight headshots of women with cancer. Wow. Um, now many followers, one thousand nine hundred and nine followers, two hundred and eighty three posts. She's following three hundred and fifteen. Um, sometimes you just come across somebody and you're just like. It's kind of jaw-droppingly good, and everything she does is, is just for me is on the button. She, it's, it, it looks, and I don't mean I, I don't know how to say this. It, it has the real feel of um, of Japanese photography. It was all the stuff that kind of all the historical stuff that you get, but you know we know that that I think that I don't know when Mamala was made. Was it two thousand and twelve, something like that? It was a while ago, anyway, maybe earlier. Um, of course, there's a shock. The, the shock that the shock factor from that, you know, and the hashtag for this is hashtag cancer beauty, you know. So I like the way she has about refiguring work. You know, she like she's obviously sitting down and and putting together things that um, that are not. It's not a shock value. It's something something great. I think she's questioning my sensibilities in some respect. Mm -hmm. You know, so I go in and I have certain certain ways of thinking about stuff, and I look at it and I'm like, okay. And plus, whenever you go on and you you know you can you can drop her a line, and uh, and 
No, it's, I think it's done through Google Translate, but you can ask her stuff and she'll ask it back. So, Haidika Tunamura, number right. five. Now, that was a pick. Was that a hard one to get that fifth one? Yeah, well, it was, it was hard because, you know, you know there were, there, there's other people in that, in that, in that, in that kind of in that work that I do find awfully, uh, awfully interesting, and I can sit down. You know, if you're feeling low or you're feeling cramped or any of the stuff you've just did in Lego. You know, it's somewhere you can go and uh, put a kind of a, a bandage and stuff. And her work is without doubt, um, it's one of those ones that you find yourself sitting for five minutes. You know, and Leah then comes up and she's cross because I've been there forty-five to an hour. <laughs> but I'm literally just looking at three images, and you're just um, you're just doing a visual reading of them, and you, you don't know. And the thing is, like fifty-seven. Aren't those have... those aren't those just the best images ah. that you can sit for an hour and yeah. look at an image yeah. and just look at the relationships between the foreground and the background yeah. and the subject to subject and and everything that's going on, the emotions yeah. and. Just transcribing it, like whittling it down to like the, 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 the lowest denominator and then blowing it back up and looking at it in a different way. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel that way a lot about like Gary Winogrand, yeah, yeah, like yeah. street photography, no, especially because there's so many elements, so yeah. many aspects within the frame. But I could. Well, it was nearly Stephen Shore. You know, that was where, yeah. that, that's where, that's where I was at with the, the pick. Stephen um, Shore. Todd, Hito, uh, Jeff Wall. I mean, all that kind of stuff. Like, maybe not so much Todd stuff. And and Jeff Wall. He's Canadian. Jeff Wall. Yeah, Vancouver. Yeah. I mean, Greg recruits and recent stuff. The past fifteen years, mm -hmm. body of work that he has. Yeah. I mean, obviously that stuff. I mean, you can read so much into that okay, stuff, yeah. especially the the exteriors that yeah. he shoots. It just you know, you dive right into that three-dimensional aspect of it. Stephen Shaw, I read something, wrote, did I read something or heard something about Stephen Shaw and how he works with, how he works with, how he, how he composes the image, and it was so complex. It was oh, yeah. so, I mean, it was so complex, you were just like, I was like, really? It would, and and I, this was maybe eight years ago, but whenever I read it, it changed my whole understanding of how we, you know, because there's ways of, but does that become a time factor thing then, if you're sitting there composing it? Yeah, I think. Well, I think with I think you shoot in large format, and it's like obviously, I don't think it's a cost issue. For me, it would be a cost issue. I don't think I'd know. I imagine not. You know, the great the great American road trip. I think it was probably just something. I think Alex Soth said something about it at one point. You know, Alex Soth. You know, yeah. how do you, how do you? How do you start? The thing is, as well, Rob, we're going to do our top five hundred next. I think we do our top. The thing is, but you know, you have people, you know, people shouting stuff at the screen. You know that they they definitely wouldn't. You know that that I wouldn't have chosen that or this. But the thing is, I think that if you have a, you know, I always get told off in the kitchen because I never follow a recipe, and Leah won't eat any of my any of my. She calls it stuch. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So what I is like, recipe for? It's just a baseline. I love just throwing stuff about. But the same with photography. You know, if I'm looking at Heidegger... Make it then, your own. Yeah. Well, if you're looking at Heidegger and then you're looking at Devola and you're kind of thinking... And then the thing is, Rob, whenever you start... Like, what you would want... What I would hope people do whenever they watch these are they go away. You know, we've all got phones and, and you know, look up this stuff and maybe just go on a bit of an adventure in Japanese photography. Or, you know, with Devola, you know, look, look, look up, um, you know... Uh, say look up, look up tripping. Um, don't look up tripping. Um, but it's like all that stuff is is just an education. You know, there's still, and you know yourself, you've been doing this a long time. I'm really late to the party. You know, but I think that if you have, if you're if you're stuck, and loads of people that I meet, you know, are stuck. They can't make work, or they're you know, or students can't think of things. Go away and look at this for you know for a few days, a few hours, whatever, and things start coming. You know what I mean? Things start coming for sure. Like the chroma by by John is just mind-bogglingly good. Mind-bogglingly good. That's me, Rob. That's me all wrapped up. That's great, Chris. That was a good top five. I'm happy, and the thing is, you have a few in there. That I'm not for. I'm not. I'm not at all. 
um, O'Fay with, and even your honourable mentions. You know, this is stuff for me to go back and look them up, and then next time you say that to me, I'll say, oh yeah, of course I know this yeah. You know, just, even just in the past 30 seconds, I've been thinking about, didn't even, besides Paolo Reverse, yeah. didn't really touch on anybody doing alternative. Yeah. I mean, all, like the, the, the craze, the wet plate craze yeah. in the past 10 years, yeah. and uh, who's the guy, Dan, Dan Reuter, Dan Reutner? The guy who, who turned his van into oh, a camera yeah, yeah. and drives across the states and, yeah. and does these massive wet plates. Yeah. I mean, guys like that, like, he, besides that he's pigeonholed himself in, into, into the, a really difficult yes. technique and, and, and the way he's doing it, executing it. I mean, if he took a 35 millimeter, or better yet, just a two and a quarter camera yeah. to shoot the same stuff, it would be... That's no, good. No, 100%. It, it is the, like his subject material, his composition is that good. But now he's, he's like, I'm going to, you thought that was good. I'm going to tie one hand behind my back and I'm going to do it again. He's playing the American anthem with his teeth on a guitar. Yeah. 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 And, and, and then more, again, like Albert Watson, yeah. another commercial advertising yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. who can take, you know, I've never been on an Albert Watson shoot. Yeah. I've been on other big guys shoots and I've seen I, mean, I can just imagine that Albert would do the same thing yeah. where you know he's got Michael Jordan there for Nike yeah. and he shoots a whole whack of stuff for Nike yeah. and the Nike client walks out the door and he goes hey Michael come on over here would you mind doing this yeah and he does a couple for himself yeah and those are the ones yeah that he publishes in his own book yeah and it, those are the spectacular like not the other ones weren't spectacular but you know like but do you not think we should, like I always say this to people, I always show people my shit work, which there's a lot of, um, because I think, you know, people look at these, these, these artists, you know, and they'll see work and they'll be astounded by it and it'll make some people feel insecure about their work. You know, they can't, they don't have the, the drive and the energy and the, you know, the, there's so much. But I think actually, if you think how much is in the cutting room floor, you think how many, you know, if, you, if we could have conversations with these people, you know, if that, you know, if they were all sitting in, all those people were sitting in here and we we're going to have a drink, you know, how, you know, there'd be many stories about things that didn't work out. That, Absolutely. Or, or, that, or that something started here and ended up, you know, halfway across the world, totally different idea. So but, I think, but if you don't practice, yeah. if you don't practice, if you don't go out there and hone, yeah. you know, what you're doing, yeah. like you think about, you know, when Gary Winograd passed away, yeah. you know the story about when he passed away? He's dead. <laughs> no, I don't. You heard about the no, story, no, though, right? No, no. Like, they went into his apartment and there was like 10 garbage bags of 35 millimeter film. No. Unprocessed. He was chucking them out? No, no. no he, just, he hadn't gotten to, around to processing them yet. I mean, that's how much the guy shot. Prolific. Yeah. And you think about what was her name? Vivian Meyer. Yeah, yeah, Jesus. You know, yeah. where this girl would go out on her spare time every day walking around taking photographs. But you don't think some of that, like, I think, I think there's something beautifully mental healthy about some of this stuff. You know, it's like there's a drive and need. You know, there's something just, there's something beyond the norm. You know, and I, th I don't, I'm not saying it in a negative sense. No. I think whenever you have that, you know, I have it at the minute with, like, I feel like my, I said this, I was chatting to Leah the other night, I feel like I'm ready for a change. I'm ready for something different. I'm ready. I feel like I'm in a barrel and I really want to go over Niagara Falls with my work. I want to do something completely. That I want to start challenging myself again, you know, with regards to making images. And it's puppy just, photography or huh? puppy photography? Puppy would be nice, actually. Puppy would, Rob, I think you fit the nail on the head. <laughs> it's like my friend Jonathan, you know, he, he, he does stuff with, um, with prisoners. So he did stuff with prisoners and the work is immense and it's intelligent and it's great and it's, it's, it's really important, you know, and, uh, you know, I was, you know, whenever it kind of was wrapping up, I think there was three stages to it, and I said, well, you're looking, I can't wait to make new work. And I said, what do you want to make it on? And he just, his face went, he just like, snakes. I want to make work on snakes. And I was like, you know, but it's just, you know, where does that, but the excitement, you know, the joy, it was just like, because it's something completely different, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I think that, I think the puppy stuff, yeah, it kind of is that. It's kind of a metaphorical puppy. What's um, the last thing you would ever expect yourself to shoot? What would be the last thing? God, Rob. 
I've, I've shot so much stuff. Yeah, so but much, I mean, so you know, like, stuff. It, commercially, puppies. commercially, you would, you've shot weddings. Puppies, yeah, yeah, you've geez. shot yeah, yeah. film, TV. Yeah. You've shot commercial work. I All mean, outside of, of All baby right. photography, All baby right, photography, where, where would you go? Well, if there was, a, if you could put a contemporary spin on it, you know, there, there is there. You know, and the thing is, we haven't even talked about. There are people out there. There are young people out there because we're not young, who are making work which is, you know, is 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 brand new. You know, and we're probably not even. We probably don't even know about it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably not in our in our in our on our thoughts. Mm-hmm. So I think you know, puppy photography, baby photography. Um, I, can't, I I always find it difficult to. I always find it difficult to try and come up with because I think I am good at putting. You know, getting a getting a twist on something. You know, I'm sure there is the history of puppy photography. I'm sure there's something very interesting. I'm sure there's a murder. But even in there. even like you know, maybe not puppy photography. But if yeah. you were to go out and reinvent yourself yeah. as a nouveau Jewish yeah, yeah, woman, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to do architecture photography yeah. like it's never yeah, been yeah, yeah, so yeah, graphic, yeah, yeah. detail-oriented yeah. Yeah. architectural photography. But I, I would need but to it's going to speak to you. Yeah. It would be your thing. Well, the thing, and what speaks to me is whenever I, this is where it all comes oh, from. Oh, Gursky. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, shooting an, uh, the face on of an apartment building. Yeah. You know, or... Well, it's, or one of the, it's one of the top 100 iconic images. He was, he was, he was in my, he was in my honorable mentions, but I yeah. didn't write him down. I, I think that what, like, you know, I always say this. I'm not, I'm not so much into the, the surface of stuff. Who who wasn't said this? Who do I always quote? Um, God, my head's away with it. Ballad of Sexual. Who? Uh, good Lord. I'd just like to say that I have one and a half year old child and I've been up since half four. And the fact that it's earlier than half four, I've been up since ten past four. This now to me is seven o'clock at night. So you do for a beer? Jesus, do for a beer. I think maybe on that note, then Chris. God, no, I will have to. No, I, I, people write it in the write your answers in a postcard and send them to me. I'm I'm really in, well, what I'm interested in is not the surf. I'm not really worried about the aesthetic unless somebody's paying me to create an aesthetic. And even then, I find that difficult, as you know. I'm interested in the connections and moments and. And all that stuff. I don't. I'm not so worried by the outcome. You know, if there were a camera that could record feelings, I suppose. Well, in a different sense. Let's, okay, so you did your traveler's thing. Yeah. And how long have you been doing that? Nineteen years. Have you milked it? Nah. Is, is there still something there? Well, I think. Yeah, I think. Is there something there for me? I don't know if there's something there for me, Rob. To be honest with you, it's now changed like, into. Could you do something? Not travelers, but in that same sort of uh, context. No, with politicians. Yeah, with with my you know, with, follow around Arlene Foster for nineteen I would, years. I would just want to trip them up. I would imagine them put put um, pies in their face. No, with the traveler stuff, I'll say this because it's really important. They, they, I am making new traveler work. No, it's not. It's with the family, but it's it's appropriated work. It's their work. Uh, so I'm doing stuff. I'm taking their work and making new work out of that. Okay, so I'm kind of stepping back from, I'm stepping back from making, taking the photographs to making the photographs, if that makes sense. So I'm going to be, it's going to be a multi, slightly more multimedia. Um, and it is still the same message, it's still um, stop being fucking racist, everybody, about travellers, that's what the message is, essentially. Um, but the work, the work's definitely new, and it kind of, that's where, why I'm, the John DeVola thing for me is so so interesting at the minute because I would say I definitely am taking a, a pinch of that, um, you know, and a, a pinch of this and a pinch of that and putting it together um, to challenge myself. And that's kind of the drop I'm on that I'm talking about. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I can't remember that bloody... F- female! D- photograph! Black guy! Boyfriend beat her up. I can't believe I don't know this. It's really, really... This is making me worry that there's something wrong with my brain now. Um, now, I've, now I've thrown it onto you. Now you look bad as well. Uh, ah! I'm trying to picture. We're talking about every single class. 
She, she's... Anyhow. Anyhow. <laughs> we have to edit this bit out, because I can't be looking like a tit. I think, I think for me, coming out of this lockdown, I think where I'd like to go mm -hmm. is back down the Paulo Reverse mm. sort of avenue. I'd like to do more stuff like that and not, not worry about my focus, not worry yeah. about my shutter speed. Just think but, about the emotion that you're capturing. But you do that. You do all the other stuff so seamlessly. What's you that? Know, you do the focus, you do the, you know, because you're a professional photographer, you do that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I know. And it, that's why it's hard to let go. No, I know. It's I, hard. Yeah. It's really, really hard. Yeah. I mean, I see people come in here and rent the studio and shoot, you know, stuff yeah. that just, you know, it just comes. Like they yeah. just point the camera in a direction and they just take a shot and it looks great. And I go, how did they do that? Like, why? Like, it, it's. I mean, they've shot it at a fifth of a second, yeah, and it's yeah. slightly blue, yeah, and it's yeah, slightly yeah. soft. But the emotion is is so fantastic. I I need to get no, sort of back into that creative end of things. Yeah. I can make everything nice and static and yeah. everything nice and sharp. But see, I'm at the other end. I I Nan Golden. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe. Apologies, Nan. Um, Again, we talked about her last night. Yeah, she's I told, like she's in my head a lot because I and she holidays in Ireland apparently. Donegal. Oh, is she? Yep, apparently so. Somebody told me that a while back. You're gonna go stalk her. Look, did you see me jiggling? See me jiggling? Do you know what that means, Rob? It means the coffee's worked its way. Means, means that chair is noisy on as that microphone. As all oh, right, as Pat as Patrick would know whenever I go to this, he's like, Dad, it's worked its way through, hasn't it? Well, I'm going to have to go to the toilet. On that note, thank you very much, everybody. We'll be uh, coming back with uh, more of this. More of this. Weeks. Dun, dun, dun.